So we catch up with Mary Magdalene and the other Mary very early in the morning on the first day of the week as they went to go and see Jesus' tomb. So as these strong and faithful women drew near to the tomb, the ground beneath them began to shake. Remember last Sunday when Jesus processed into Jerusalem and the whole ground, the whole city trembled? Or on Good Friday when we heard the passion story and upon Jesus' death, there was a great earthquake? All of these uh, instances are the same word in Greek. Seismos is the word. It's a shaking, a trembling, a rumbling, or here, as Matthew describes, an earthquake. God's intervening in human history simply causes the earth to shake. It's quite literally a seismic event. The earth shook beneath them as they witnessed an angel of the Lord descending from heaven dressed in dazzling white. The guards watching the tomb were terrified. In fact, Matthew tells us that they were so afraid that they became like dead men. The fear of the guards is contrasted by what the angel says to the Marys. Do not be afraid. I know that you were looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he has been raised. These are Matthew's first spoken words of Easter. Do not be afraid. And they're shared just as the angel reveals the news of Jesus' resurrection. Friends, several months ago, that uh, more accurately feels like several years ago now on Christmas Eve, you might remember in our service I shared that in Luke's gospel, the first words spoken after Jesus' birth are, Do not be afraid. These are the words the angels tell frightened shepherds in the fields to announce the birth of the Messiah. And we see it right here again in the resurrection story. It's even the same exact Greek phrase, same tenses and all, me phobese. And it's one of my favorite phrases spoken in the gospel. These are words we heard were proclaimed to us four months ago, but my friends, how the world has changed since Christmas. It's no secret that this is a very different Easter. While we're celebrating the empty tomb, we're also lamenting an empty sanctuary as we cannot worship together physically. We're lamenting a week with lots of sickness and loss in our country and around the world. This message of do not be afraid seemed relevant back in December. But now fear has taken on a whole new meaning for us in light of the coronavirus pandemic. Our fears over the health of our families and community, combined with economic fears and so many uncertainties. It's safe to say that collectively we have a new understanding of what it means to be afraid. But friends, it is into these uncertainties, into these fears, into this emptiness, that the first words of Easter are boldly spoken. Do not be afraid. The story continues, and Matthew tells us that the Marys hurry off to tell the disciples and that they are now overcome with both fear and joy. 
as soon as they hurry off, they actually meet the risen Christ and they fall at his feet in awe and wonder. And what do you think Jesus says to them? Do not be afraid. Just like the angel, this calming statement of Jesus seeks to help them go and pass on the message to the disciples to be the first Easter witnesses, the first Easter preachers. For Matthew, the first and last words of Easter morning are, do not be afraid. Fear may play a role in Matthew's Easter story, but the message of Easter quickly becomes, do not be afraid. On this side of the resurrection, on this side of the empty tomb, the age of fear is now over, and the era of hope and new life has begun. In a world that is so held captive by fear, the book-ended instruction of the gospel, seen at Jesus' birth and resurrection, is do not be afraid. Now, when we hear do not be afraid, it's tempting to think that Jesus is telling us that nothing bad will ever happen to us. But we all know that's not true. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. This reality is seen more true now than ever. The Easter message doesn't mean that faith makes all of your problems go away. People will still get sick. Violence will still erupt. People will still go hungry. You know, we may also hear Jesus' words as a scolding command. Do not be afraid. And understanding his words this way can make us ashamed of our fear that we're all living with. But to me, these aren't words of scolding, nor are they a blanket statement telling us we won't have any more problems ever again in our life. Instead, these are words of comfort and encouragement. It means that we're, whatever we might face in this life, that God is there with us, that the risen Christ is present with us. In a world living in fear, in a world consumed by death, Jesus assures us, do not be afraid as he emerges from the empty tomb. Because, friends, this means that Jesus, in this act, has defeated the powers of death defeated the powers of evil and fear once and for all. It means that we are assured that God, not death, will get the last word. It means that in Christ, God has intervened in human history, shaking, trembling, rumbling the earth, making Jesus Christ the Lord of past, present, and future. Fear may have a place in this world, but in Christ... On this side of the resurrection, we know it doesn't hold us hostage. It doesn't keep us captive. Because we know that there is nothing in life or in death that is stronger than God's love for us in Christ. This is the Easter message. It is predicated by the greeting, do not be afraid. Telling us that hope prevails, love perseveres, that fear and death are obliterated by Christ's resurrection. Oh, look, we're still human, and we'll still be afraid, particularly in times like we're facing right now. 
and that's okay. Just like the Marys who run from the empty tomb, feeling both fear and joy, we will still find ourselves afraid from time to time. But the story of the empty tomb and the repeated instruction not to be afraid empowers us to live in a way in which fear doesn't hold us captive. Instead, the empty tomb frees us to live as God's Easter people. Fear and death cannot define us, nor can they confine us, because we are children of the God who in Christ has defeated them both. If you notice, the repeated phrase, do not be afraid, both by the angel and then later by Jesus, is also accompanied by another instruction. Go and tell. First, the angel tells the Marys to go and tell the disciples that Jesus has been raised and is going ahead of you to Galilee. Then the risen Jesus tells them to go and tell his brothers pretty much the same thing. To be Christ's Easter disciples, to be the Easter people of God, means sharing this good news, that the tomb is empty and Christ is risen. It means rising above our own fears to be able to proclaim that death cannot and will not have the last word. Jesus goes ahead of us to Galilee or wherever else we happen to find ourselves along the journey of discipleship. Friends, this is a promise of presence. It's a beautiful and powerful promise to us in this time of social distancing. It's a promise that no matter what we're going through, the risen Christ will be with us no matter what. It's a reminder that we know how our story will end and who will have the last word. That hope indeed will prevail over despair. That joy will triumph over fear. And that light, the true light of Christ, will always shine through the darkness of our world. So friends, the Easter message is a transformational one. It's a life-changing one. It's an earth-shaking one. But in essence, it's really a simple one. The tomb is empty. Don't be afraid. Go and share this good news, even in the midst of our own fear. Go and share this good news, knowing that our Lord has gone on ahead of us and will always meet us in whatever moment we might be facing. Go knowing that God's own love and light will have the last word. Because, friends, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.